Well, today we're wrapping up this series entitled All In, where God has been inviting us to go all in with Him. He's been speaking to us over the past six weeks about what steps we need to take to go from the promise He's spoken into the promised land that He's about to give to us. And today is a commitment moment. Today is when we put feet to our faith and we step boldly into what God has for us. And I just want to invite you to prepare your heart to say yes to God, to be willing to say, God, I'm willing to go all in. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm going to give you everything that you're asking of me. Because I believe that when we go all in for God, he will go all in for us. I think that God has a profound future for each person, and he's about to pull you in if you're willing to allow him to do so. But I think many of us, we struggle in our walk of faith because there's a statement in the culture that has infiltrated our faith experience, and it's this statement, I will believe it when I see it. I will believe it when I see it. Many of us, we rely on our eyesight to tell us what we should believe. But as many of you know, in the culture that we live in, just because you see it in the news, just because you see it on social media, does not necessarily mean that it is true. And I think many of us, we walk in to church with that same skepticism that we have in our regular life, and we bring it in here. And I believe God is saying, abandon what you see around you and instead listen to my word because my word never changes and you can trust what I say. I think we often say, I will believe it when I see it. But God's paradigm is different. He operates differently than we do. He thinks and behaves differently than the way we think and we behave. You see, the world says, I'll believe it when I see it. And in faith, what we have to do is we have to believe it in order to see it. Let me say that again. We have to believe it in order to see it. And the way God unpacks this for us is that God always speaks before we see. He speaks and then we see. He speaks, and then we see. This is the pattern in Genesis chapter 1. It tells us in the story of creation that God spoke, and it was so. God spoke, and then it was so. God spoke, and then it was so. And this is his pattern. Whenever he's trying to create something new, he speaks, and then it is so. And I believe that God has been speaking to us and he's about to make it so in our life. But we have to have faith. For you see, there is a gap between the promise and the promised land. There's a gap between the promise and the promised land. And many of us, we find ourselves grumbling in the gap because sometimes God doesn't work on our timetable. Sometimes he does his own thing. And we get frustrated. We're like, God... I think my plan is better. And God's saying, no, 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 hold on. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And if you could see how I'm putting it all together, you'd want it in the timeline that I'm proposing to you. Why does God put a gap between the promise and the promised land? I'm glad you're asking that question. 
The reason why God puts a gap between the promise and the promised land is because God does something miraculous in the gap to prepare us for the promised land. In the gap, God grows our faith. That's what God does. God grows our faith in the gap. And faith is essential to our future. Faith is essential to our future. We need faith today for the fight tomorrow. We need faith today for the fight tomorrow. In fact, faith is a spiritual workout for the fight you'll face tomorrow. Because when you step in the giant, when you step into the promised land, not only will you experience blessing and favor, but you will face giants that are trying to take you out. And this is the reality of the world that we live in. Faith is preparing you for the fight in the future. And so don't waste your weight. Be willing to work out spiritually to prepare for the thing that God has for you. And this is a moment where we have to believe in faith that God is going to do what he says. So if by chance you find yourself in a gap moment between the promise and the promised land, I want to share with you that you have two options. Number one, number one you can wander and wilt in the wilderness and miss the promised land. That's option number one. Or option number two is to believe in faith that God, what God spoke, he will accomplish, and you boldly step in. When God says go, it's time to go. When God speaks and says, hey, it's time to move, it's time to move. We don't have time to ask God questions. We've been waiting long enough. Now it's time to step in. Now it's time to commit. Now it's time to believe what God is about to do. And the only way that the miracle is possible in our life is if we're willing to take a step with him. If we're willing to say, God, I'm going all in. I'm gonna believe you at your word even when I don't seem to see what you're doing. We need to trust God's word even when we don't see him working because God creates the miracle in our heart first before we see the miracle in front of us. And so today, God's inviting us to step in. In fact, I believe God is the God of the impossible. Jesus said this in Luke 137, nothing will be impossible with God. God is in the habit of doing the impossible because he wants to prove to us that he is able. So today, let's go all in. Let's fully commit, let's give God everything. And as we're stepping into the promised land that he has for us, I wanna share with you, it's gonna require a bold faith. Bold faith is necessary to step into the promised land God has for us. And here's the good news. A bold faith isn't blind. A bold faith isn't blind. Many of us, we walk into this conversation about faith thinking that faith is blind. We've heard about blind faith. But the bold faith that God wants to give us isn't blind. In fact, there's a difference between blind faith and bold faith. In fact, there's actually three types of faith that we have in life. The first one is no faith, blind faith, and then bold faith. No faith is when we believe in what we already see. That isn't faith at all. In fact, that's just observation. When we have blind faith, we're believing in something we haven't seen and, and we haven't seen it fulfilled yet. That's blind faith. When we just believe what we're thinking about, that's blind faith. But when we believe what God has spoken and we've yet to see, that's bold faith. That is bold faith. When we believe God at his word and we say, God, I believe what you've, what you've said 
even though I haven't seen it yet. This is what Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. It says this. Now faith is the assurance of what we hope for and the certainty of what we do not see. We need to believe God at his word. Faith is hoping is not hoping that God can, it's believing that God will. So today we have a choice. Are we going to have blind faith? Are we going to have no faith? Or are we going to have bold faith? My prayer is that each one of us would have a bold faith in this moment to believe that what God has spoken, he will accomplish. This is the choice. We all have to decide whether we're going to follow him in the promised land he has for us. So what do you do when you feel like your faith is wavering? I'm glad you're asking. What you do is you sharpen your spiritual vision. You sharpen your spiritual vision. vision. Say it with me. Sharpen your spiritual vision. There's a difference between natural eyesight and spiritual vision. Natural eyesight is what we see in front of us. Spiritual vision is what we hear God speak into existence that we will eventually see come to pass. That's what supernatural spiritual vision is, is believing that God speaks before we see. God always speaks before we see. In fact, this is what Jesus said in Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's things God is speaking in heaven that will soon come to pass. And our job is to have faith in the gap between when God speaks and when we see. Today, I want to invite you to join me in Joshua chapter 3. Throughout the series, we've been in Joshua chapter 1, where the nation of Israel has been promised the promised land. But in Joshua chapter 3, the nation of Israel actually steps into the promised land. And I want you to hear what God does and how the nation of Israel demonstrates a bold faith. I believe we can learn something from them so that we can step into the promised land too. Joshua chapter 3, verses 2 through 4. Then we're going to jump down to verse 8 and then verses 15 through 17. Open up your Bible, your Westover app. Let's look at the Word of God together. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. I'm going to pause here for a moment. I believe God's about to lead you to a place you've never been before. When the Levitical priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they were carrying the presence of God. And so what the nation of Israel was doing is they're actually following the leading of God. In the same way, we need to, we need to do the same. Let's continue. Verse 8. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. God was telling him, step into the river and stop there. Now, this is especially significant based on what we read in the next couple of verses. I want you to pay attention to these verses because there's some significant wisdom as we read verses 15 through 17. It says this, it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. It wasn't just trickling. It was a raging flood water in the Jordan River. Sometimes the thing that God asks you to do is seemingly impossible. But as we just heard a moment ago, nothing is impossible for God. 
If he says step in, even when it seems impossible, he will accomplish something by us stepping in. Look at what it says. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up at a great distance away at a town called Adam. Then look at verse 17. Because these priests were willing to step in, look at what God does. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant stood on what? Dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Today, God's inviting us to have a bold faith. And one way to unlock a bold faith is this. I have one thought today. Step in to see your miracle. Step in to see your miracle. Step in to see your miracle. Say it with me. Step in to see your miracle. We need to step in to see the miracle. Miracles require active faith. We have to move for first in order for God to move. We have to move first in order for God to move. An activated faith activates miracles. You know, there's moments and times in life when we have to activate our faith. We have to step in before we see. When, when you find your dream job and you find that it's available, you still have to apply. Guys, when you meet that dream girl that you really, really like, guess what? You still have to ask her out. Whenever you want to move into the future God has for you, you always have to step into it. God will show you what he's about to do, but we have to take a step of faith. And this is what the nation of Israel does. They hear the word of God and they believe what God is saying to them. Forty years before, the nation of Israel missed their moment because they heard God's word, but they didn't step in. That was what was missing in their life. They didn't step in to see their miracle. They just heard about the miracle, but they missed it. I don't want us to miss the miracle that God has for us. God wants us to step in. In fact, what I want to highlight is, as we just read in verse 15, we saw that they stepped in boldly. They stepped in, they put their feet in the water, and the water began to part for them. In that moment, what God was doing was he was actually reminding them of the miracle he did 40 years before. Remember how God parted the Red Sea and they passed across dry land? In this moment, what God is saying is, I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I don't know if you noticed that. 40 years before, what did God do? He told Moses to take his staff and put the staff in the water and the waters parted. Why did God do that? Because he needed to prove to them that he was faithful and that he was going to rescue them. But while they were in the wilderness, God proved his faithfulness to them. He protected them. He gave them manna every single day. He proved to them that he was faithful. And so he proved to them that he was faithful by leading them out of slavery, out of Egypt, he proved to them that he was faithful for 40 years by leading them in the wilderness. And now he's saying, in order for me to prove my faithfulness to you, you've got to step in first to see the miracle. I think many of us, we miss the miracles of God because we believe that God's going to operate the same way he did before. But as I said before, if God does it the same way all the time, it doesn't require faith. 
That's just observation. I believe God switches things up because it requires us to renew our commitment to faith in him. Saying, God, I know you did it before and you did it this way, but now you're asking me to do it a different way. And guess what? I'm going to trust you. You were faithful back then, and I believe you're going to be faithful now. That's what faith is, is believing God will do it. They had to step in, and today God is telling us to step in. He's inviting us to believe that the new thing he's going to do is going to produce the same result. We need to step in and say, God, I'm going to do it. I believe that the moment they put their feet in, God began to move a miracle in their life. Why? Because the, the priests were willing to carry the Ark of the Covenant, which carried the presence of God. Once the presence of God steps into a situation, it changes everything. I think many of us, were stepping into the floods of life, and we're drowning because we're not carrying the presence of God into it. What we need to do is we need to boldly say, God, I'm going to carry you into the future. You've led me this far, and this new thing that you're about to lead me into, I'm going to carry you into it. That's why they were able to experience the miracle. But sometimes... We have to wait for the miracle. Sometimes we have to step out in faith and then we have to wait for a moment. As the passage tells us, once they stepped their foot in, they had to allow the water to run across their ankles for a couple of minutes while God was creating a miracle upstream. Sometimes you have to stand in the river for a little while. Sometimes you have to experience a little bit of hardship before you see the fulfillment. Sometimes you're gonna have to pray through for the person that God has promised to you will come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Sometimes God speaks, I will save that person, but you have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray some more and pray some more before you see them come to know Jesus. Or that miracle you're praying for in your physical body, God's already working it in your future, but we have to pray, pray, pray in order for us to see the miracle that God has for us. Step in to see your miracle. But you know, there's sometimes when God invites us to step in to be a miracle. In verse 17, it says that the, it says that the faithfulness of those who were steadfast in God, they stepped in they stepped in first to cause a miracle for the people that God was bringing right in front of them. They had to step in first, and then, because of their faithfulness, then they were able to step in. Sometimes to see the miracle in our life, we have to be the miracle first. And that's what God's inviting us to do. Are we willing to be the miracle even when we haven't seen the miracle we're praying for? I have seen people time and time again pray for healing for someone and that person who's praying for them is sick. And that other person gets healed and this person doesn't. Why does God do that? Because sometimes the way he works is he's saying, I'm wanting to see if you're willing to pray for the miracle for someone else before I give you the miracle that you're praying for. In fact, God's inviting all of us to be the miracle. I'm here to tell you directly your life is the miracle someone is praying for. In fact, I want to share with you a story of a lady in our church who chose to be a miracle in the lives 
of some young people. And because she's willing to be a miracle, she's seeing the miracle in her own life. I want you to hear Esme's story. Take a look. My name is Esme, and I'm a high school life group leader. I've been serving as a life group leader for the past two years, and I'm loving every minute of it. I decided to become a life group leader because I felt there was a need there. I really wanted to pour into the lives of students. You know, I was also, you know, 13 at one point, 14, 15, and, and I can remember those days just like it was yesterday, and those, day, those years were tough. Those were tough years. So it's a privilege to be here and to be doing life with these students. My favorite part about leading Life Group is getting to know each and every student. I get to know different personalities, um, you know, the shy ones, the ones that are, you know, they come in and they're, you know, a little bit louder than the other ones. But um, I, I let them know that it is a safe, you know, place. And um, we are there to grow each other and grow with each other. The most joy I get out of it is when I get those texts of um, the invitation to their graduations, you know, when they're graduating. It is so rewarding to know that Life Group has equipped them for the next season in their life. I do think that consistency is everything. Them seeing that the same faces every time is, is important because they know that we are really there for them. When you feel that tug on your heart and um, you feel the Lord speaking to you and kind of, you know, pulling you a certain direction, answer that call because you don't know what student needs to hear what it is that you went through in your life. And it is very crucial that we fill in the gap for that and for these students. Let your story impact the church. Today is commitment weekend. Today is the moment when we need to go all in to live generously, to love generously, and to give generously. This is the moment when God doesn't want us to hold back. We've heard for six weeks God speak to us about going all in. Now is the moment we need to step in. And I believe in my heart that God has been speaking to us every weekend. I've had conversation after conversation after conversation of people in this church where you've, you've heard God speak to you. I heard one man say, I just need to step in and serve. I need to be a greeter. God's been talking to me about that. I heard another lady say, I feel the tug to serve in kids' ministry. I heard another lady say, I want to get credentials. I heard another man say, I, I, I want to get credentials. I've heard people talk about the conversation God is having with them. And I believe in faith that God has been speaking to all of us, myself included, about how to go in. Whatever God has spoken, this is the moment to say yes. This is the moment to go all in. This is the moment to say, God, I'm going to give you what you're asking for. For some of us, God has been saying, I want you to give your time and your talent. I want you to serve. The past couple of weeks, we've been talking about how serving is just a joy. It's a joy to serve God's people. In fact, today is a moment to step in. It's a day, it's a day to say yes 
God, I'm gonna give you the best of who I am to make a difference in the life of someone else. Here at Westover, today is draft day. You've heard us speak about it. Now is the moment to step in. Now is the moment to say yes. I know you've been walking past your car. You've been, past, you've been walking past the main lobby and you've been seeing the draft day experience. Today is the day to step in. Today is the day to make the decision to go all in. Step in and be a miracle for someone else. Fully commit and give God everything. Maybe in this process, God's been speaking to you about being generous. If he's speaking that, be willing to go all in. Whatever God speaks to you, be willing to say yes. Don't hold anything back. Maybe for you, he's been, seeking, he's been speaking to you about changing careers. Go all in. Maybe he's been speaking to you about getting credentials. Go all in. Maybe he's been speaking to you about how it's time to get married. Go all in. Be fully obedient. Hold nothing back. In fact, I want to challenge us to pray, listen, and obey and expect a God wow. Pray, listen, and obey and expect a God wow. Pray, listen, and obey is what we do for God. And the wow is what God provides. In fact, I believe that God has a wow waiting for you. God has a wow waiting for you. He has it in his hand and he's ready to give it to you. But we must pray, listen, and obey. We're on step three today. We need to be willing to say, God, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna obey. I'm gonna give you everything. Today is a moment of bold faith, not blind faith. It's saying, God, what you've spoken, you will accomplish. So if he's spoken to you about serving, then serve. If he's spoken to you about investing your heart in kids' ministry with some kids, then do it. If he's spoken to you about serving in our tech ministry so you can help us communicate the story of what God can do in the lives of other people, then step in. Hold nothing back. Be willing to say, God, I give you everything. Because when we go all in with God, he goes all in for us. This is his promise. He always accomplishes what he speaks. But we have to take a step in to see our miracle. Today is the day to obey. Don't miss your promised land. Don't miss your promised land. You're one step away. You're one step away. Obedience is the last step for you to see the miracle. And I'm praying that You'll just hear the heart of God, whatever he speaks, that you'll say yes. In fact, today we want to give you the opportunity to go all in in your commitment with regards to generosity. We have something called a faith promise. What is a faith promise? A faith promise is saying, God, I'm listening to what you're speaking to me about my generosity, and I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to put it in writing. I'm going to say, God, what you've spoken to me, I'm going to fully commit. And here's what I want to share with you on the authority of Scripture. If you are fully obedient with what God speaks to you about your finances and generosity, I promise you that you will never lack. In fact, what the Word of God says in Malachi 3 is that he will open the floodgates of heaven to bless you. He wants to provide a miracle in your life and provide blessing to you. All we have to do is say yes. And so I invite you today... Make a faith promise. Make a commitment. You can scan the QR code or you can go to our Westover app. There's going to be an option uh, all the way through Friday of this week for you to make a commitment. We're inviting you to pray, listen, and then let's take a step. And I believe that when we make this commitment, God will bless us abundantly. So today as I close, I want to invite you to stand.
Today is a moment of commitment. Let's all together as a church step in to see the miracle God has. So here's what I wanna invite you to do. I wanna invite you to raise your hands. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. God, I pray right now for your people. You've spoken clearly over the past couple weeks. May they listen and obey to what you speak. May they step boldly in. May you give them the courage to have a bold faith in the gap, believing that as they are faithful to you, you will lead them into the promised land. I pray that faith would arise in their heart that they would believe you at your word, that they would trust you, and that they would step in, knowing that you will accomplish what you speak if we're willing to obey. Bless your people today. Reassure them that their obedience to you will prove fruitful in their life. Bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. amen and amen. As a reminder, in our main lobby, we have the draft day experience. We'd love to bring you on to the team of God and help us. Let's serve God's people with joy. You have a place where you can get involved. It's a thrill to have you here this weekend. God bless you and we're dismissed.